0: I'm sorry? What was that again?
1: I'm a god. You're a god. I'm a god. I'm not the god. I don't think.
0: Because you survived a car wreck? You folks ready to order?
1: I didn't just survive a wreck. I wasn't just blown up yesterday. I have been stabbed, shot, poisoned, frozen, hung, electrocuted, and burned. Oh, really? And every morning I wake up without a scratch on me, not a dent in the fender... I
0: am an immortal.
1: Special today is blueberry waffles.
0: You are listening to Original Remake. This is a podcast where we discuss and compare original film and its remake.
1: Or sometimes films with similar concepts, because just like Hollywood, we are that unoriginal. So this being a movie podcast, um, yeah, let's get to it.
0: Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Uh, my name is Peter. Joining me again is the uh, better half, uh, Michael. How are you doing, Michael?
1: Yes, I agree already with this episode. Already, so far we're yep. off
0: to a great start. Mm-hmm. Off to a great start. We, we should just end it right there. I think, you know, why tarnish the episode?
1: I think most listeners would probably agree. Best episode <laughs> ever. <laughs> Ten seconds short,
0: long. <laughs> to the point. <laughs> That's it. I, I mean, we haven't even uh, you know, introduced the movie, so we should at least do that. We can do um, some show notes. Right. We'll just
1: put our thoughts in the notes. They'll read the text and be like, yes, "I agree." Sure. Make it make it easy. Maybe yeah.
0: Siri could even read the show notes. You know, well, that, uh, let's
1: not trust Siri. The technology's <laughs> not there yet.
0: Not quite. Uh, all right. So for this episode, we are going to be revisiting um, uh, a classic, a comedy classic, in my opinion, anyway, and also a newer sci-fi movie. Uh, the old movie for this um, review. We got the 1993 Groundhog Day, directed by Harold Ramis. uh stars uh, Bill Murray as Phil. He's a TV weatherman. Um, a colleague of his is Andy McDowell, who plays Rita. We got uh, Chris Elliott, who is a cameraman, and we're gonna throw in Stephen Tobla- Toblowski. Is that how you say it? How dare you, sir. I'm sorry. I well, you dropped I an I, o. I, <laughs> I dropped a uh, a vowel. No, not a vowel. A... You
1: dropped a Tobolowsky. I know that. Which is the greatest sin?
0: <laughs> Tobolowski as Ned. Ned Ryerson. Got to get the last um, name in there. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, how
1: do you remember him? You'd be just like Bill Murray. You need Ned Ryerson. You have to have it repeated too.
0: Yeah. I mean, he vaguely remembers him uh, off uh, at, at first. So, a little refresher. Uh, again, Phil is a. I don't think I even mentioned Phil Murray's name, but yeah, he plays Phil, who's the t v weatherman who gets an assignment over in Punk's tatani um to cover the uh the, the groundhog festivities um and while he's there, he finds out uh that he wakes up and relives the same day over and over. We got a sunny and share song, and uh, a bunch of chaos ensues quite literally really. Um, and that's pretty much the premise. Very simple, uh, very funny in my opinion.
1: I think I have a little more chaos uh, than than yours. Uh, I, know, I know there's a uh, a police chase and some ice sculpting, but mm-hmm. in Edge of Tomorrow we have an alien invasion with Tom Cruise.
0: So I mean, I think you're discounting the uh, attack of the groundhog. I mean, that's pretty.
1: I did read some trivia violent. from uh, Bill Murray that apparently he was bitten a few times. Said that yep. the uh, the multiple groundhogs, uh, their name was collectively Scooter. I didn't understand why they all had to be named Scooter, just because they're playing same character. They're not individual groundhogs anymore.
0: It's method naming, uh, method think,
1: groundhog yeah. act, acting. Okay, yeah, I've never <laughs> heard of that. Um, and and the you know the remake here, uh, which is one of our episodes where it's just the same concept. Although a lot of people did point this out on my podcast War Machine vs. War Horse when Edge of Tomorrow was a new release. Groundhog Day was one of the old films. We're like, hey, you know, we've we've seen this before. A little little funnier than Edge of Tomorrow, Alien Invasion, where Tom Cruise is a soldier, I guess, in name only. He uh, he states that he was in the ROTC in college. He's basically just a, an ad executive, a marketing rep who is selling the the war. Although I think it's probably one of the flaws in the film because <laughs> the way they set up this alien invasion that you know you see the little sort of red dot that spreads over over Europe and millions of lives have been lost that uh, we get in the opening. I don't know, does he really have that hard of a job to sell the fact that people need to probably pick up a gun and defend themselves? Because it sounds like it's <laughs> it's the end of the world. So I don't know, really know what our options are there.
0: Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, he's always looking for an easy way out, right? I mean, this this job, he doesn't have to try very hard.
1: I mean, this is an easier gig than... Like cocktail at least he had to he had to do something he was he was agile there you know he was he was good with his hands, but uh he is uh tricked or punished in a way uh by being given this assignment much like bill Murray to go cover uh this this invasion on this beach and uh even though it's stated that that's all he'll be doing and he'll be safe there's no not supposed to be any of the alien life forms there uh he still doesn't want to do it so he is um, arrested and led um, in handcuffs and uh, being tased so that he wakes up for the first time. Uh, this will be the first of many on the day of the invasion. He's introduced to uh, the great Bill Paxton as Master Sergeant Farrell who uh, assigns him to uh, sort of a rogues gallery of soldiers uh, but most prominently played here. Uh, Emily Blunt uh, is Rita. She's like the... The the baddest bitch on the planet. I don't know. You see the yeah. sign multiple times uh, proclaiming yes. her
0: dominance as a soldier. Also, both movies have the love interest as Rita.
1: I did. I did think about that. And I was like, is, is that a nod? Was it a purposeful nod? A
0: little too on the nose. I, I believe so. I mean, maybe I, it's just paying I, homage I, to Groundhog Day. I think so. Yeah. 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 I mean, clearly they knew that what they are making is Groundhog's Day.
1: So there's also going to be a love story of sorts. It's not quite as prominent as in uh, Groundhog Day, which becomes uh, Bill Murray's kind of big cause there, is to win the heart of Andy McDowell. Here, Tom Cruise, uh, he would like to do that, but he's also got to save planet Earth first. And so uh, he finds out that uh, he's going to be able to relive the same day over and over after his first death, where some alpha alien blood infects his bloodstream. And uh, when he goes to meet Rita, uh, that has happened to her previously. So they try to figure this out together, which I would say that's a little more prominent than in Groundhog Day, the mm-hmm. togetherness of figuring out the day. I think there's only really like one extended sequence in Groundhog Day where she she is open to the idea of uh, Bill Murray reliving the same day over and over again.
0: Yeah, for the most part, nobody else is really in the know in Groundhog Day. Um, in Edge of Tomorrow, he's constantly trying to convince you know uh, everybody that – uh, that he knows what's gonna happen,
1: and he eventually I think wins over pretty much every supporting character he comes in contact with, except for Master Sergeant Farrell, who <laughs> the most he Kentuckian <laughs> he's yeah not an American a kentuckian not one American. of my one of my favorite uh, movie lines of all time, and so um, it's a little bit easier than in Groundhog Day, but it's also probably because they're in the middle of an alien invasion. So they're more susceptible to saying like, hey, maybe there's some crazy uh, alien weaponry. It's work here. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think part of it, too, is they just want to get to the action, right? I mean, they they can't mm-hmm. waste too much time with people not believing him because eventually we've got to see how he's going to use the ability to relive the same day over and over again in a cool sci-fi action movie. So we haven't really got to our thoughts. I think you know, Groundhog Day is an established classic, but w- what do you think of Edge of Tomorrow? Do you think it uses that – that same concept and makes it interesting for an action movie.
0: I think it does. Um, that's, that's what I do, uh, like about some of the more successful remakes is when they take a property, a concept, an idea, and they don't tie it to the mood that it's, you know, inspired by like in this case, uh, is it called edge of tomorrow? Not, you know, groundhog day two or something like that. And now it's called or, live, die, repeat for some reason. Yeah, it, <laughs> exactly. Maybe edge of tomorrow was uh, a little close to groundhog day. I'm not sure. um, but like Point Break, you know, you they, they tried to make some differences. and But the fact that it's called Point Break, you you have no choice but to kind of shit on the remake because you're like, well, you didn't do anything better. You didn't fill in any gaps like It or Beauty and the Beast, you know. that. it's still in the um, same
1: genre. It's still going to be an action movie. Right. Crime thriller.
0: And, you know, like something like that, I think I would have been more accepting of uh, of the remake of Point Break if they had a subtitle to it. On top of Point Break, you know, telling us that maybe it's a, you know, it's just in the same vein, you know, Point Break Extreme Sports, you know, or something like that. I don't know. We just would have been like, yeah, maybe you guys, you know, wouldn't um, shouldn't have had done that. But the fact that it's a remake, people are kind of shitting on it like, OK, well, that shouldn't have been done anyway, like at all. There was no point. Fast and Furious did it better. Uh, But with on this, that note
1: shouldn't have had a fast and furious like title like point break to the extreme with like a bunch yeah. of x's would have been like kind that. of like <laughs> too fast too furious yeah that's one thing i like about the fast and fear series is usually the titles are they kind of know that they're kind of you know they're they're stupid they're stupid fun movies
0: yeah like this one could have been groundhog day edge of tomorrow you know or something <laughs> like that um but I do like the idea of just kind of reusing the concept. I mean, Source Code also kind of did it. I don't know if you saw that one.
1: was pretty good uh, from the director of Moon, I believe.
0: Oh, okay. See, I don't, I don't remember that. But uh, Moon, we did cover. So if anyone's interested, check that out. Uh, but yeah, Source Code, kind of the same thing, right? He has to reset uh, every single time. And the fact that it is a different genre, you know, this is sci-fi action versus comedy, Um uh, again, it kind of makes it its own thing, and you know we already mentioned that both uh, women characters are named Rita. Uh, but other than that, it's pretty much uh, everything is pretty different, except for the idea of Tom Cruise having to wake up and relive the same day.
1: One one big difference here, and we're we're releasing this the the week of American Made, so it's you know primarily because it's another Tom Cruise movie coming out this week that we we had something to go back to. He's not a man who really remakes a ton of stuff. I guess, War of the Worlds, maybe? I, I don't know. I'm trying to... Mummy? Um, that was also... Uh, we, we didn't do that one yet, but you did an episode for that week on the, the various Mummy properties. But yeah, he's not usually someone that's like a franchise actor. Sadly, I guess that's changing. But uh, we're also not used to seeing Tom Cruise play a coward. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's Ethan Hunt. He rock climbs for fun with no ropes. and That's right. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I just did night and day on my other podcast, uh, the grand gesture, and that's a romantic comedy where he's flying around on a motorcycle and guns and he's a spy. And here, um, you know, even though I'd seen this before, it, it still took a little getting used to like for the rewatch, I was like, man, I'm just not used to seeing him not want to jump into battle. Um, he's playing someone fairly unlikable saying that I will, I'll profit off this war, Uh, basically i just need this as a job even though this could be the end of humanity as we know it and when he's given this assignment he tries to blackmail a military officer his superior um, basically saying he will out him and blame him in the media for all these deaths Uh, now bill murray in groundhog day i don't think you ever question it i think we're used to seeing him play a scoundrel of sorts Mm -hmm. i mean scrooge you know that's probably like one of the more extreme ones but it's always in a comedy setting, so you, you find him likable. Even though he's, he's not nice to his coworkers. he bitches and moans about having to do this Groundhog Day thing. So in that regard, um, I think that it's Edge of Tomorrow, at least initially, is more interesting than Groundhog Day. Just because I'm, I'm not used to seeing Tom Cruise like that. Whereas if I went back and tried to remember the first time I watched Groundhog Day, I'd probably at first think like, oh, it's just another Bill Murray comedy. It becomes much more than that. And it's a it's a classic. It's it, it's really one of my favorites. But I would say initially, not too many curveballs.
0: No, not at all. And to kind of take a page out of your book, I'm going to pimp a previous episode I did on my show. This is going to be the episode uh,
1: where we just pimp everything possible.
0: Everything. I mean, that's that's. A, I think that's a staple of original remake. Sure. Um. Very un unoriginal. But you were recently a guest on my show, and we covered the Princess Bride. And there, you know, there was a little uh, criticism about um, Billy Crystal on on your part. Sure. And I I feel Bill Murray is in that very same vein. You know, oh, how dare uh, you, you. you talk. <laughs> well, at least early Bill Murray. Okay, how about that? Is that fair? I mean, before he met Wes Anderson.
1: You're you're really underestimating my hatred of Billy <laughs> Crystal here.
0: <laughs> I I think I I think so. Well, what I'm getting at is like a lot of the earlier Bill Murray stuff. It, it's just a variation of Bill Murray in another movie, right? That that's that's kind of what I'm going with. So uh, I don't want to make any other comparisons because I, I guess I don't know how how badly you hate Billy <laughs> Crystal, <laughs> but. I was just, you know, because in, in, in our review of Princess Bride, you just mentioned that, you know, uh, Billy Crystal is just a, a variation of Billy Crystal in, in every movie that he does. So I feel like early Bill Murray was that very same thing. Uh, Tom Cruise in this movie is playing against type, and I do like that. You know, we're very used to seeing him in a uniform in Top Gun in A Few Good Men. He's in a uniform here, and he's such a coward. So like when we see, like, these little montages, and he's unsuccessful at trying to— progress in the day you know whether it's um getting run over by the truck and all these things you hear like some screams coming out of him too which you're not used to and uh you, you, you you're not you find it very him fail that too all. you know yeah. he, he doesn't quite get to that uh fast running tom cruise mode yet you know and so we get to see him do uh things a, a lot differently
1: well you're certainly gonna see tom cruise Uh, not know anything and then be trained and learn tactics Mm because as i said a lot of the film is dealing with his his failures i would say one area that i preferred in uh, groundhog day is that i think we see it way on the phil character more i mean he he tries to kill himself he i guess technically (laughs) does kill himself and then reboots you know he comes back the next morning Here, uh, there's some subtle hints about it with Tom Cruise. I mean, you can tell the way he reacts initially is very frantic, trying to let people know, hey, I have all this information. You should believe me. And then when he sees that no matter how much convincing he does or does not do, how little it changes as far as getting them further to to conquering this alien invasion, he just kind of stops. He stops really trying, and he, like, focuses on, like, who the important people are. Mm Mm-hmm. I, I liked it, but certainly in Groundhog Day, I think I am I feel more for Phil's plight than I do in Edge of Tomorrow. In Edge of Tomorrow, it feels like purposely a video game where it's like, hey, this is a cool power to have because it'll help you win the war. In Groundhog Day, it's just like, this guy's in hell. This is a form of uh, like purgatory that no one should have to live through. And I mentioned his grumbling earlier about having to cover this event that he finds trite. Uh, it, it really, really, like, I understand where he's come from when he has to do it. I don't know, over years. I I can't remember. I know on the internet, they have like theories about how long he was actually, uh, there, but I've seen some that were like decades, some that are like hundreds of years that it's it's unimaginable having to spend that much time. Like you would, I would think you would lose your mind. So that, that's one area that I think groundhog day, you actually really feel it. Whereas edge of tomorrow. I'm like, okay. Time to you know go to the next level, like hit the you know get your extra life and let's let's try it again with whatever weapon you want to use.
0: Yeah, I I do like the comment you made about uh, you know kind of focusing on who's important, and we get um, the sense of that when you know there's the the reset after they they land on the field and one of the the J squad members gets killed, and then in the next shot, Tom Cruise saves them, but then the shot after that or wait. I forgot the, 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 the sequence, but at one point he just gives up on saving the guy. He's like, all right, it really doesn't matter at this point. You know, he's making shortcuts just to stay alive and continue on. Um, Yeah. For grand hog day, I, I think they keep changing it, but it's supposed to be, um, what was it 30 something years? I think in, in order to train for everything that he, we, we have seen him done piano, um, high sculpting and all of that. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow, like I've never looked it up to see how long it takes, but I feel that it's probably a lot longer, hmm, maybe not quite, 37 years. Yeah, I don't know, because he has to go uh, a further distance, right? With Groundhog Day, he's just like reliving his personal hell, um, and he wakes up, it resets again the next day, so th- there's a bit of a time clock on that. And um, Edge of Tomorrow it's a it's kind of like a trial and error he has to keep moving forward there's no reset he just has to die for it to start all over so um i, I thought there's it, also
1: there's also a choice in edge of tomorrow that emily blunt's character Rita, points out like she explains how she lost the power which was that she survived she was wounded and went unconscious and then woke up and she had had a blood transfusion in the hospital so mm-hmm. that's basically you know she lost her x-men powers then and I I didn't really think about it on first watch, but this time around I thought like you know he was giving that out because you know he we see him struggle to because at one point the aliens do this cool thing where they've sort of uh, led him along with breadcrumbs to what he perceives to be like the end game to to defeat them and they do everything in their power to stop him from killing himself. So if he if he had you know what for whatever reason decided to give up now I mean it is in humanity's sake and I guess you know also for him to to keep going since currently he's the only one with that power but he could have if he, if he if he was you know you have to imagine if for whatever reason phil if bill murray was our action hero in this mm-hmm. film the phil version would have said you know what um once i'm wounded i'm not going to try to kill myself i'm gonna try to get a hospital i, I can't take this anymore so it is a credit i mean that. The Tom Cruise character, even though he's established as a coward, clearly he he will do any, any and everything. The only pain he expresses is um, that he can't figure out a way to get Rita to survive. Mm-hmm. To, he can't figure out a way to defeat the aliens and keep her alive. And I really I really like that scene. We have to find the keys to the helicopter. Yeah,
0: I'm sure they're around here somewhere. Yeah, you know, the heli's full of fuel, though. I found a hose.
1: We're flying, Cage.
0: Let's just say we find the keys, you know, get that helicopter started. We don't have our jackets or ammunition. It's going to be dark in a few hours. Might be better off just going back to the farmhouse, seeing what we could salvage. You know, spend the night there, come back here in the morning.
1: And curl up by the fire and open a bottle of wine.
0: I we should just reset. Whoa! It's a dead just end. A whole- hey, just if it's all the same to you, I'm tired. I'm in pain. I'd rather just stop fresh. I'll tell you what. Take a few minutes. Coffee's ready. I'll look around for the keys. That's productive. Ten minutes. Okay. And
1: then I'm killing you. Fine. I can't believe you found coffee. Thank you. oh. Sugar, right? Thank you. Ah, Hold on. Three. You like three.
0: There's a shirt over there. Should be your size. How many times have we been here? The keys. Where are the yeah, goddamn okay. keys? <clears throat> you can fly it, can't you? No. Well, yes. I mean, I can take off. I'm still working on my landing.
1: What are we still doing here? You're wasting time.
0: Rita, if you start that engine, you die. This is as far as you go. No matter what I do, this is as far as you ever make it.
1: You're led to believe this is the first time they've done everything because like, you've not seen it yourself as the audience. Right. And so you find out when she, she finds out that, hey, they've done this before, and he's really just trying to – he's trying to think of anything possible to delay her, to keep her safe at that farmhouse.
0: Yeah, it, it's kind of like the, the old man in Groundhog Day, right? The, the one that Bill Murray keeps calling Pop and you know Dad and all these things. Do you think that's like that.
1: the moment where he uh, – where Phil's character changes? Because as we said he he tries to kill himself, you know he's he's totally over it, he doesn't even care what happens to him anymore, but then when he meets this this uh homeless man on the street who he's passed I don't know how many times at that point uh and realizes that this is also this guy's last day, so he relive, he relives his like dying day every day uh it seems like from that point forward something clicks with him that he just sort of accepts this is his world and accepts that he can he can he can basically affect change for Become people. Become a doctor. Well, it's like you know, it's, it is a kindness. There, it's it is pointless. But I mean, you know, not to get too morbid or dark. But really, all of our lives to a certain degree are pointless. But we all know we're going to die at some point. Mm-hmm. But he decides that yeah, he can't change that, but he can, he can make sure that at least his last day, that someone was decent to that man. And I think I think from that point forward, that it changes his whole outlook with everyone else. So it's kind of the opposite of Tom Cruise, who, who decides I need to focus on very select people, and let people perish. To uh, Bill Murray, decides to be kind and decent to everyone.
0: Yeah, to be fair, I mean, with Tom Cruise, he's in the middle of war. You know, there's just so many people involved. Don't take up for
1: that jackass.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, and that's one of the bigger differences as well. You know, where um, uh, Bill Murray, he is stuck in Punxsutawney. He's made attempts to leave, but he, you know, they they're kind of in the center of this uh, storm mm-hmm. or what? What was it? It's a storm, right? Well, I
1: mean, you know, he but he keeps he keeps insisting, yeah, it's just gonna <laughs> pass over. I, I feel I feel
0: like he's in the Truman Show. You know, to take it back to our 50th True. episode. Yeah, he, every exit he's going to, there's there's something in the way there. Um, you know, I said I would obviously... edit
1: this episode, but I think you need to edit the show notes with all the links to every episode we've ever done before. <laughs>
0: Uh, that's easy uh <laughs> the copy and paste baby all right but uh yeah with, with edge of tomorrow I, I i like how you know with every reset you don't you don't know where they're gonna go so it kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat because you're really rooting for him to survive because he dies he starts all over again and then the filmmakers have to come up with something uh creative to you know something different to do more push-ups uh, and, from sorry yeah, master Farrell. Sure, <laughs> I, I love that scene, but I mean, with uh groundhog day, I'm not, there's no criticism there. I mean, I think the way they do it is, is very nice too. And to show us the different things that he can do in different ways, um, you know, I think is uh, just as effective.
1: Which uh, romance do you like better between the, the two Ritas here? Not saying which one, which reader you like more, but since that is a subplot of, of both, uh, which, which film do you think handles the concept of living every day, and and learning all these facts about someone that you start to develop feelings for, which which one do you like better? Which couple?
0: Ah, uh, that, that's kind of tough. But I think I'm going to lean more on the uh, Tom Cruise and uh, Emma Blunt or uh, Emily Blunt. I, I think only because, um, Bill Murray's character, Phil, he comes off like almost like an internet stalker. You know, he's <laughs> he's really preying on uh, and he pays the, for that a few times too. Yeah, yeah, and you know. It's it's funny, but it's also very very creepy. He's just trying to go through the motion. At, at certain points, we see like him break, and he's just uh, reciting the things he remembers from all his previous resets, and forgetting how to actually be a human being. Hmm. And he's just like, oh, these are the things she wanted me to say, but it's it's not just saying them, you know, Phil. You know, it's you. There, there's certain ways of communicating with people, you know, because uh, th- there's things that he says that it just sounds very creepy. Like, well, how do you even know that? Um, there's comments that he's making that sounds like it's from a joke that he's previously made, but not quite in that particular reset where Tom Cruise, it's it's a reveal, you know, when the, she finds out, like, oh, you've had the keys to the helicopter or, you know, we, we kind of get to find out because we, we think it might be the first uh, first time that they're in that particular reset and then through you know the questions from Rita Emily Blunt's character asks you know we find out that okay you know we're slowly finding out you know that oh, okay Tom Cruise is just trying to prevent her from dying because he has fallen in love with her and at, at, you know there's some points that he's trying to uh, take advantage you know of, of these resets but I think it doesn't come up no, as creepy clearly. There's one clearly.
1: There's one where he basically <laughs> propositions her uh for sex, asking right, if there's but, if there's a way to transfer. Tra- transfer <laughs> the, yeah, the power um which I I like that she she basically that's, that's kills him. That's a
0: him. valid
1: question though. Valid question. It's a valid question and it was a perfectly valid response on her end to <laughs> <laughs> send him back to his death. Uh I I like I quite like the uh the romance in Edge of Tomorrow because he he just flat out tells her, "I wish." Basically, I wish I didn't know you. Like this makes me miserable. Mm-hmm. You know, the the concept of being stuck in one day, your options are kind of limited as far as who you're going to, I guess, fall for. Um, Bill Murray may have had more opportunities because, as we see, he he takes out another woman, and you know he he has relations with her. Uh, but I don't know if Tom Cruise had too many options in the middle of the war. There's probably not going to be a whole lot of time to you know ice sculpt or go to a, a dance or a party. Uh, but I I thought it was, it was just brutally honest. It's like, you know, it kind of gets across that idea that, um, you can develop those feelings for someone and I don't even think he expects it to be reciprocated in any way, Mm. but he just can't help it. And he also can't get away from her either. Like to save the world, he has to see this person that he's fallen for die so many times. And that's something that she had to go through as well. She, I think she said Mm. something about, you know, I can't remember the, the man's name, but you know, that she saw him perish. 300 times, and so she knows like every detail, like every second of it. Um, strange that we both kind of like the romance of from the action sci fi alien movie more than the rom com Groundhog Day. Uh, but here's where Groundhog Day clearly wins WrestleMania! <laughs> <laughs> you no know? way! We're
0: like gonna be in Pittsburgh anyway! Thank you, Mr. Connors, you're a real pal. <laughs> oh, this is Michael best. Shannon,
1: a young Michael Shannon, super well, WrestleMania on. fan.
0: Bill Paxton, How are you going to go against that? And he's he has a bigger role.
1: Yeah, uh, I suppose the uh, the, the reason I'll go against that is uh, Bill Paxton. I, I don't know as much as I like this. I don't know if that's going to be like you know something that people like find a curiosity. I hope not, you know, because with his unfortunate passing, I know he was supposed to uh, take this part again. I think now there will be a little bit of sadness watching that, knowing that mm-hmm. this was a okay. role he was preparing to do. Michael Shannon is just babyface michael shannon and it's just That's sort of weird, weird. yeah shannon, it's just yeah. weird to see him uh like him young in that in that form yeah <laughs> um but i, I will say uh, a lot of credit to bill murray and what i read uh, you know unfortunately him and harold Ramos apparently had a big falling out working on this mm-hmm. uh but it sounds like at least for this particular film that Bill Murray was mostly right because a lot of the things I think a lot of people really like about it are the darker elements. Uh, they they like the more dramatic stuff because from what I was reading, it was more generically a comedy where it's – and right. you, could, you could just make this just a flat-out comedy the whole time. You, know, you, you put a comedian in that type of situation, like I said, reliving this own his personal hell every day where he's like the smartest guy in the room and knows everything. You could see a, a thousand different comedians do this. But there, there is that sadness and that darkness that Bill Murray brings to it that has probably made it the long-lasting classic that it's been up to this point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like Killing a Homeless Guy. Got to throw yeah. it in there. Got to throw it into your Bill Murray comedy. That's what, that's what makes him laugh.
0: <laughs> homeless guy died under the sewers. <laughs> Um, you got anything else? Do you want to recast the the movies?
1: Yeah. Well, it, it puts me in a difficult position based on what I just said with uh, groundhog day. Cause I, I do think that's very specific to to, uh, Bill Murray's particular charms and, uh, uh, maybe, uh, sadness. Um, so I, I, I don't know if there's a comedian. I see like Bill Murray now, like a younger version, uh, like a Ryan Reynolds, this. maybe. See, so, yeah, I think that the, I think there'd be a lot more sex. Um, with that one Mm -hmm. there are movies uh that i think attempted to do this but i'm by no means saying that they should do it again like i think did you ever see a movie called ghost town with ricky gervais yes so there he has information because you know it's more of a play on like Sixth Sense, i guess but you know he has things available to him because he can see the dead and and uh all that but uh yeah, I'm not asking for a Ricky Gervais or like a Louis C.K. here. Uh, a younger version would be interesting um, and maybe even like a, a a gender swap. I don't know. You may get rid of some of the creepiness if it's a woman, right. a comedian, a female uh, well, in the lead.
0: I don't know. Like, uh, I actually – I did think about that um, earlier this morning. Like if it was to be a gender swap, how – you know, what – I I couldn't think of anything really creative. So I went like, well, what about Amy Schumer? She always talks. I mean, I was looking at Trainwreck, right? Like, what if she was kind of like her character from Trainwreck and um, what she has to overcome is all these uh, hearts that she has broken, she has to make right, you know? And and then finally, it's the next day. Um, It doesn't even have to be a comedy. Like, what what about uh, Leo's character and um, what's her name? The uh, you know from Inception uh, Mall I, I forget the actress's name Marion Cotillard Cotillard yeah 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 you, you know what about their time in that uh, limbo you know where they weren't really reliving every day but they, it was just the two of them what if what if it's a couple you know uh, or even a buddy you know two men two women or even a couple that's reliving the same day over and over one seems to enjoy it and wants to like, all right, let's make the best of this. You know, we got to figure out how to get to the next day while the other one starts to dread it later on. And it becomes this, you know, interesting dynamic where like, uh, they kind of fall apart because they're on these two different paths or something. So I I mean, it's a little bit different from what we're kind of used to where it's just one person.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, uh, in your all-star version, uh, we have, uh, DiCaprio and uh, Cotillard and Christopher Nolan doing their version sure. of Groundhog. That's, yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. be great. I'll I'll steal from you, but I'll I'll go with the the action version. So if we're going to do okay. a remake of uh, Edge of Tomorrow, uh, there was a movie that came out earlier this year called The Hero with Sam Elliott, where, where he's oh, basically yeah, yeah. playing sort of a version of his himself or like a guy who's known for like you know Western characters. Like an, he's playing an actor at the who's uh who is, is facing his own mortality, um, suffering from, from cancer and trying to reconnect with his family and his fans. So, uh, I, I say the writer and director of that is Brett Haley. And so he's done a movie with Sam Elliott and he did a movie called previously from a few years ago, called I'll see you in my dreams was Blythe Danner, uh, Gwyneth okay. Paltrow's mom. I say we're going to, we're going to go with the, the senior citizen version. We're going to go with an actual Western version version of edge of tomorrow with sam elliott mm. as the gunslinger Black danner will play our rita here we're gonna, we're gonna see we'll them a, rita too yeah <laughs> we're gonna see them at the uh the end of their days and uh one last hurrah like a, a a western version of edge tomorrow i think that's the way to go if you have to do this action movie again don't go sci-fi go back to the basics there and maybe it's a little like too that. close to back to future three i don't know
0: Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I like that. Um, I'm playing to the home I, crowd here with you. <laughs> yes. Well, the speed of home crowd. Sam Elliott went, uh, graduated from my high school, so you know, hometown hero. There, uh, he still visits Portland from time to time. Apparently, his mother still lives uh, in the area, like quite literally in the area. I live too. Um, I work with a couple guys who actually have seen him.
1: See if you can get my uh, my pitch to him then. <laughs> Absolutely. My, we'll work up a like script. The, I,
0: I like the idea of the Western because it strips away from any technology. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess it kind of leaves it to alien if you want to incorporate that. But then you're fighting with like cowboys and aliens. No, no, no. We don't want to do that again. We don't want to do that. So, yeah, strip away the technology and all that. And like uh, Groundhog Day, do not explain why this this happens you know because edge of tomorrow does give an explanation which you like they kind of have day? to don't explain it i mean if they, yeah. they have
1: to figure out a, they have to give him something to do plot. yeah yeah but yeah. in general i do like the groundhog day version better where yeah. there's no reason why or i guess you're led to believe why it stops as he finally becomes true and meaningful with his intentions
0: no not at all it's because uh ned got to finally sell him <laughs> life insurance see that's the thing mike when when something like this isn't explained you get all these amazing fan theories on the googles so that's so you, my you, favorite one okay
1: yeah that's it, uh, that
0: ned is actually the one who's reliving every day we just see it from phil's perspective and so when that Ned seems is pretty plucky about it though <laughs> he
1: seems pretty confident he's eventually going to sell him that that policy
0: yeah, he has to take the punches or whatever. So once he finally successfully sells him the, the life insurance policy, the, the day resets.
1: Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me because I sure as heck fire remember you.
0: Not a chance.
1: <laughs> Ned Ryerson. Needle nose, Ned, Ned the head. Come on, buddy. Case Western High. Ned Ryerson, I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Ned Ryerson got the shingles real bad senior year, almost didn't graduate. Bing! Again! Ned Ryerson, I dated your sister Mary Pat a couple times till you told me not to anymore. Well? Ned Ryerson? Bing! Well, we're going to reset now. Uh, We'll be back with another episode, but we will not be doing another take on Groundhog Day and uh, Edge Tomorrow. But... You know when uh, Live Die Repeat Two or whatever they're going to call it comes out, I do think we should find we should do Source Code and something else because I like you, that, when you that's... brought that up, I want now I want yeah. to watch it again.
0: Yeah, I own Source Code, and uh, I'm sure there's plenty of other movies that uh, uh, we can um, we can pair that up with. But the listeners, you guys, um, why don't you uh, throw some suggestions our way? You know, maybe there's a movie that we haven't yet seen. Uh, Mike, there was a TV movie that I did watch a long time ago called Twelve O One. Uh, I think that's a, a sort of a, a reset type of movie. It was a TV movie with uh, Jonathan Silverman. Um, oh, no. You can tell yeah. it's a TV movie then. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Weekend at Bernie's, that's really like the only movie he's done. Um, so we've got a few with uh, Times in it. Uh, we've got one resetting. coming up
1: with Sam Elliott soon. So, I mean, we'll have another one as soon as you, you get me those uh, those digits from, from well, Mr. Elliott.
0: I'll break into my high school and see if they have any records from 1962. He was the body president. That's the only reason I know that he went to my school, because there's a picture of him along with the other student body presidents from uh, previous years and thereafter. So,
1: I, I wish I had something to compete
0: with, but no. Couldn't tell it was him because he didn't have that big bushy mustache. Oh, okay. So if somebody drew it on there, I think you'd be like, oh, yeah, that's Sam Elliott, all right? <laughs> you
1: should break in just to do that, <laughs> just to fix that.
0: <laughs> or one, one day when I pick my son up from school, I just walk into the hallway. <laughs> Throw a mustache
1: on him? So before Peter uh, spends a little time in county jail, uh, you, you should you should tell people where they can uh, interact with you and interact with us uh, to send well wishes and care packages for your vandalism.
0: Yes. Uh, well, if you guys want to get a hold of me personally on Twitter, uh, you can find me at Podstalgic on there. I have um, links to my other podcast accounts um, on Twitter, and that way you can see what else I do. Um, and also for original remake, you can find us on Twitter at original remake. Very simple. And if you want to throw suggestions our way uh, to uh, what other movies to pair a source code up with, uh, if we don't get anything, maybe maybe twelve oh one and source code. They're so both please send sci-fi. us something. Uh, <laughs> I'm at grand <laughs>
1: gesture pod at war machine horse at projecting film. Send it anywhere so we can avoid this uh, Johnson Silverman movie.
0: Uh, original remake pod at gmail.com. That also helps. That, that gives you more than the 200 <laughs> or the 280 characters now. I, I don't know. They just updated it. Yeah, it's
1: going to be really, that's one really long title and explanation. Cause yeah, I think 100, 140 was just fine, but you know what? We'll take whatever you send us. That's whatever you long. You can make it a multi-part tweet. That's fine. Hey, too.
0: That'll work. You're right. You're right. Yeah. We could like it and then they'll, they'll save uh, to the account. So I think that's it. Right. Uh, followingfilms.com. You can find uh, the podcast there along with other great films or oh, a, a great podcast. Uh, Mike, you mentioned grand gesture. You have, um, a couple other ones, don't you?
1: Yeah. Uh, I'll, you know what? Just, uh, just, uh, subscribe to the grand gesture. Um, for this episode, If you like groundhog day. We're doing kind of rom-com stuff over there. Uh, but you can find anything I'm doing at war machine horse on Twitter. I've got them all linked now, but yeah, the grand gesture podcast I do with Dave from pop culture case study. And it looks at romantic tropes in movies and Peter, is on an, an episode coming up that I've yet to edit, much like this one. We've got a lot of editing to do, so <laughs> subscribe and, and enjoy all, all the many hours of work we're putting into this.
0: The, the, I guess that's the only time we can use a reset is when we need to edit. Just keep resetting the day to finish the edit.
1: Yeah, um, there are a lot of resets in the editing process, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. <it is. laughs> all right, that was fun.
0: name Farrell. That's right master sergeant Phil. Master sergeant girl you're american no sir i'm from kentucky